gonna look twice at you until I see the Christ in you. Welcome again to the Faith Walking Meditations. Here we are. I think this is our fifth conversation, our fifth round uh, around this conversation on prayer. And um, it's always good to to kind of situate people who might, might be listening for the first time. But um, we're talking about prayer and we're following the work of Jim Wilder and others. Uh, that is kind of the center of what they call uh, the life model. Is is an overlap. Is is a a, a good uh, a good um, model when you have the overlap of psychology and spirituality, and um, the life model. Uh, the, the the book is is called Joyful Journey, listening to Emmanuel, and is written by a group of spiritual directors and, and Jim Wilder. And there's there's a lot of research behind this and it's a very simple read uh, there's a lot of information online you can you can check but this is specifically about um joyful journey right this is is uh, uh, about a, a model and let me let me introduce you i mean what are what, what is kind of the tool if you want that we're exploring and we are dissecting in a way is uh, is uh, a tool of uh, of journaling, right? Interactive journaling, right? And it has three elements. In saying a very specific way, we we connect with God first through gratitude. We pick up something that has produced gratitude for us. Not necessarily the big gratitude, the biggest gratitude. There are so many, but it might be something that is simple. You know, I just wonder what I'm grateful for today. And that somehow opens my my connectivity, if you want, with God. That tunes me into the right direction to 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 start re- to be ready to interact with God. That is the first step, right? Is, is the gratitude. The second step is the journaling, right? And and what we do is, after expressing our words of gratitude to the Lord, we slow down and we listen. We, I, I like to say notice because sometimes it's not that we listen anything audible, right? But we notice what uh, the Lord might be uh, inviting us to notice or saying to us. And we start journaling uh, as if we will be able to write the thoughts of God for us at that moment. And there's a lot to say in that, right? We're going to talk about that today. People sometimes might be a little bit scared. Uh, I'm, 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 who am I to, to think of that? But just consider this as a place like the Psalms, the book of Psalms, when you know this is not about theology, this is not about doctrine, this is not really much about you, but it's about they call it rhyming with God. It's, it's, it's a tuning, attunement with God. We're gonna talk a, a, about that today. And uh, you know, we write what God might be telling us, right? That is the journaling. And the last part is we read out loud, we stop and we read out loud, distort ourselves and, and see how that uh, impacts us. The, the, the whole point of this, it is not profound discernment, maybe, or revelation, but this intimacy with God, this connection with God. That's what we are about. And the, we, we have talked in, in previous conversations about uh, 
being created to be relational. It's about being connected with God. We can talk about authenticity and about other things. So um, anyway, we are going to talk today about attunement with God. Attunement. I like, probably you have heard this word. It's, it's a, I will say a famous word in the, in the counseling world, right? It comes from the attachment work and this idea that moms attune with the little kids. And, uh, you know, when they are little, when they don't have language, they, the only thing that they have is, is experience. Okay. This is it. This is mom. This person here, I don't know if it is not me, but this is what I have. Right. And when I am emotionally distressed, what happens is that I am mostly, um, calmed down or regulated by the attunement that I see in my mother, right? That she, she will mimic my face in a way and it will do this naturally and she will suit me. And, and that is the first experience of external regulation that eventually becomes mutual regulation between baby and mom. But it is what we're talking a little bit. That, that, that is the word, attunement, right? And, um, by the way, this, this word attunement is, is a, is a beautiful metaphor, right? Attunement it has a meaning of uh, bringing into harmony or tuning, right? People who are musicians, they tune, tan, 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 they get to the point, oh, this is it, that this is the right place. There are so many sounds, but this is the right sound or, or uh, bring into harmony. I like a lot, right? That, that idea. So anyway, what do we mean with attunement with God, right? And uh, th- th- we, we have talked about uh, important aspects of this in previous conversations. So we, we are continuing into this idea of attunement, right? And um, there is uh, Ephesians 3.10, and this passage that says where, where God's workmanship and, uh, you know, the real word or, or the word in, in, in Hebrew is uh, poetry, right? where God's poetry, that sounds beautiful, but it, poetry is, is, is a tune, is, is rhyming. It's, it's not only the, 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 the sound, but it's kind of a, a similarity and harmony between uh, the, the ideas. That more than the sound, it is the same symmetry of ideas. And that is the idea. We are the symmetry of God. What, what a beautiful expansion of that, you know? We, we, we are a symmetry in God's creation, in, in God's will. And uh, this attunement, this is the proposition of the authors, right? Um, it happens through uh, this uh, symmetry in thinking and this capacity that um, we're invited to consider we have of actually be aware of the thoughts that God got, God has for us. And let me do the caveat. This is not against the scripture. It doesn't mean that I'm rich, I'm famous. This is not that kind of crazy thinking. Name it and claim it. But this is in the context of the security of what we know of God. We know uh, and, and in the context of knowing God through doctrine, right? And, and sound biblical uh, study. And, and, and if you want, those are the guardrails. But in the middle of this, this is more like the book of the Psalms, right? Have you read the book of the Psalms? David, David talks about God feeling and thinking. And not only that, but sometimes David allows bad theology into his writing, 
right? What are you blind? Have you forgotten me? So this is not trying to get a perfect performance, a perfection, analytical perfection, but there is, again, the asymmetry. is the, the tuning, right, of, of mom and baby. It's, I'm trying to match. I'm trying to discover where you are and put in there. And obviously, we are the recipients. So we are journaling about that. So it happens in thinking, right? After I have expressed my gratitude to God, what do I feel God is, is inviting me to consider, right? So... Um, the comparison is God is speaking to me. And please don't get overboard with that. But, but, but we have the mind of Christ. We have been given a part in which we have the capacity. This, uh, I like, I think Richard Rohr talks about the homing device. You know, the, we, we, are a, we have a transistor or a, a, a receiver inside of us given by the Holy Spirit. When we, we are in Christ that we can actually be reminded of, of, of what God is telling us. We are also can uh, be not only reminded, but we can be revealed. God reveals this stuff to us. And you just can read uh, the, the words of, jo- of Jesus in, in, as recorded in John, I think it's 15, 14, and, and in the passages, in his last uh, conversations with his, the, the disciples talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Don't, don't worry, I'm leaving. Don't worry. You will receive something. That is this transistor, this this receptor, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit will be in you, and you He will remind you of the stuff, and He will reveal you stuff, and He will tell you stuff. So, yeah, that that is a, a good place, you know, to 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 kind of rest in this idea of how I'm gonna dare to write these things that God is speaking to me. So this is is meant to be an encounter with God, right? It's it's, it's meant to be an, an experience of intimacy with God. Right. This is not meant to be a book of revelation to create uh, anything else than in my own heart. Okay, I'm not talking about anything weird. So um, it is it is presented as God um, connecting or, or attuning with me, with you, at a deep emotional and psychological levels. We're talking about that attachment with babies, right? We are not babies, okay, but. It, there is something in the right brain that needs this attachment. And this is, is actually a beautiful learning on adult attachment. It matters in, in who we are today. So it, it involves real aspects of our brains, right brain. Uh, and we know today by a lot of research that this is a thing. It's real. You know, our, our right brain connects super fast, no language. Is not linear. It is. It is more like a perception. Tell me, are we okay? It's, it's like a very fast sense of what is going on, and that connects with the left brain that is linear, expensive, and it's expensive because it uses a lot of resources. I need to be calm to be able to access. And the the the, the left brain is the one who brings all this linear language, and we can create papers and write books and stuff do, do like that, right? But but the right brain is, is the one who is, is, is the antenna that is reading all of this. And that, that is the part that we start connecting. We have talked in previous conversations about the impact of trauma, for example, or, or a complicated attachment. It's very hard to connect with God because that part, that connection between right and left brain, it is altered because of pain and trauma. 
And because that right part of the brain doesn't have uh, a, a way to explain the, 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 the sense of I'm not okay, <laughs> I'm not okay, right? And, and that's what trauma does. Is 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 a you have misattunement between right and, and left brain, and it's, it's very complicated. It's an easy way to explain. But anyway, so attunement, uh, this this uh, bringing into harmony, right? We we have this gratitude, and we start writing what God might be telling us, and we become we we, we are to become asymmetrical a little bit with God for a moment. It doesn't mean that we enter in any kind of trance or anything like that. But for a moment, we have a sense of knowing what God is is telling us uh, and how He is wanting us to to feel. So that friends being healing, and you're saying what? It does. Talk with any therapist that works on attachment or trauma. It will tell you that there is no high mathematics that do healing about trauma. It is the experience of being loved and being held and being safe with another human being. Eye contact, skin to skin, eye to eye. So uh, this is obviously God. Is eye to eye. With God, this is spiritually. Okay? Anyway. Let me let me add this and invite the dialogue. So, what is the sequence of this process of attunement? And I, I'm gonna give you this list and, and suggest how you use this. Okay, we will start. The sequence of of this process of attunement involves these five steps, and I think this is very good. This is really this is a good connection. Okay, so the first one is God sees me. So this this the, the, the me me being my, my heart is beating and I don't know what to do and I don't know where else to move. God sees me. God sees me. God is able to see, see me. And there are several passages in the Bible, right? Hagar. God sees Hagar and somehow heals, calms Hagar because God sees me. Um, eh, McHolland, in, in his book, eh, talks about the... the, 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 the the, the, the need of understanding that we are seen by God, even in our shame self, in our broken self, in my addict self, in my sinful self, God sees me. But you even just think of that, oh my gosh, what that produces in me, right? That we start by this idea, sequence, God sees me. God hears me. So he doesn't only sees, but also hears and he can hear the things that I say and the things that I don't. He can hear my thoughts. He can hear my, my crying. Think of a baby. That is the only expression, right? But think of my mind when I'm depressed. The voice of shame. God also hears that voice. You see how he's increasing the level of intimacy. And then God understands me. Oh, geez, God understands me. So it's not only that sees and hears, but he understands this pain. This confusion, he understands that I don't know what I don't know. When when Paul talks about why do I do the things that I don't want to do and I'm doing, you know, Romans 7 and 8, he is hinting, I believe, who can deliver me of this? Jesus. He's hinting. He understands this. I'm seen, I'm heard, and I'm understood in this conflict that I'm having. Beautiful. Number four, God is not only understanding me, but God is glad to be with me. 
Okay, I'm not saying that God is saying, yeah, it's okay, you don't have to do any kind of work. No, he's just glad. He's always glad to be with me. God is not disappointed to be with me. God is not saying, Marcos, oh, here you go again. Every time, when are you going to change? God is not my dad or my mom or my teacher who was disappointed to be with me. You see, that's when the problem started. God is glad. God is saying, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> my love is greater than all these things. So there's this idea that could be God be glad to be with me even in the moments when I'm not glad to be with me. Wow. And finally, God is willing to help me. Right? God is willing to do something, to say something, to help me in the middle of it. So you see how this sequence, it goes from very uh, sens sensorial, sees, here to kind of cognitive, understands me, maybe emotional, glad to be with me. But it goes into this, oh my gosh, God is sustaining me. He's willing to be with me. So how how I suggest you, you you could do this. I mean I I do I'm experimenting also a little bit this with some clients, but it has become very powerful. You know, in in moments when I can go back to my little self, right? Uh, and 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 this is not uh, Emmanuel journaling per se, but so if if I could connect with my little self, my false self, the, the little self, the young self, when he was hurt, the moment when I felt abandonment. If I say God sees me, like I says, I, I see myself because if God sees me, what would God see if he sees me? And journal. And you're going to see, oh my gosh, you will see my tears. Oh my gosh, you will see that I'm hiding. Oh gosh, you might, might, you might see that I'm pretending that nothing is happening. He might see my fear. You see? How this is bringing and opening a space in me and is opening it to God. It's not opening it to anything else. Same thing. If God hears me in that moment of abandonment, what he will hear? Maybe he will hear my crying out, my, my, my despair, my why. If God will understand me in that moment, what he would understand about me? Wow. Maybe, you know, maybe he would understand that that's not my fault. You don't know how many people need to hear that. That was it was not me. And it was the brokenness of other people. If God is glad to be with me, how will that be? You know, and this is when you connect, can connect this with your right brain and imagine pictures and imagine the face that you have. How, how do you see? Jesus' face, is he smiling, is he mad? How is his eyes, are his eyes tender? Eyes tender? And God is willing to help me. How he will be willing to help me? Anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. There's a lot to say. You can t tell that I get a little bit excited about this because I believe it's, it's, it's a beautiful gift. Um, let me finish with it. the experience. Remember, information is helpful, right? All of this is great, but what changes is experience. We know that about behavior, conduct, and all that stuff. But um, in this, it's not different. It is the experience, not the concept, not the theology. It is the experience of attunement with God that is deeply healing and interpersonal spiritual level. That is why uh, a person who doesn't know how to write 
or to read is able to stare at the face of, of a picture, at the sculpture of Jesus crucified, suffering, and he can find the suffering of Jesus meeting his suffering. And sometimes you have those people deep spirituality. And you say, how this person got this? Atonement, experience of intimacy with God. Okay, I'm going to stop right here and invite you to consider questions. Uh, remember, I'm not trying to convince you about anything, okay? But how is your experience? We have been talking about the eyesight is your capacity to be connected with God. How is your capacity growing? Your eyesight getting better? <laughs> this is getting better or not. Um, what gets in the way of, of an experience of attunement with God for you? If something, how it is this for you? Is there an experience that you have? What, what, what would you like to, to share? I'm going to open this space and invite uh, Judith to, to share. Judith, I, I, there you go. I've unmuted. Um, I have to be honest, Marcos. Um, I find this a little contrived. And yet, I, I have experience of understanding these, these, this concept. So I'll give you an example. Um, I mean, when I'm out walking, I talk to God a lot. And I know that God is present. I've, I've always believed that God hears me and sees me, that he understands, he created me, so he understands me. Um, the scriptures help me understand that God wants to be with me. Um, there's, uh, I preached yesterday, and, and in the lectionary for us, it was the, the parables of the lost coin and the lost sheep. And one in my research, one of the quotes that I found um, that I just loved was in, in talking about this being God's grace, was that this author, Julie Perry, wrote in um, a, an academic journal, Review and Expositor, and she, she wrote, God's message to us through these parables is this, you are mine, you have always been mine, you were created in my image and therefore connected with me, and because you are mine, I will seek you out wherever you are and try to bring you back home because I love you so much. And so I can hold on to that. I believe that firmly. Last, um, last Friday, a group, my, my Friday night dinner friends and I were uh, struggling trying to get together a, a time to celebrate my birthday and my friend Sandy's birthday. And it was getting really complicated. And Sandy and I thought we had it set and then somebody behaved in a very passive aggressive way. I'm sure she didn't mean to be passive aggressive. I'm sure she was trying to make it work too, but it came out as passive aggressive. And I sat down Friday morning to pray my morning prayer as I always do. And thoughts of resentment, um, I was just filled with resentment and frustration. I was really, really annoyed. And the more I tried to get rid of it, other thoughts kept bombarding me about other things she had done or said or somebody else in the group had said that made me feel rotten. And I thought, I cannot sit here and pray morning prayer with integrity with this feeling. I can't do it. It wouldn't be right. And I, I spent the time in prayer, my own prayer, not morning prayer, um, not the lectionary, um, confessing 
and asking God for help, knowing that God could hear me and see me and understood what I was feeling. And I've got to say, after my prayer, it was like, I I don't want to say it was like magic. It was like this, that the resentment and the frustration was absolutely gone. And I've never experienced that before. Um, And so if some of that fits in with this model, um, that's great. It's a different way, perhaps, of looking at it. Um, But I, I do feel that attunement with God. And with that, I want to give other people a chance. That's great. And and that's beautiful. I just want to say, yeah, this is not the only way, right? This is not uh, one thing. But that but that, that is, that, that change that you, you are, you're talking is an experience. But what happened? I, I don't know. But anyway, let's, let's listen. Let's listen from um, Trish. Judith, that experience you had reminded me of the scripture that Marcos shared with us during our silent time in the TPT of Psalm 94, um, 19, because I went back after we were doing that and highlighted it in me. It says, whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. And that sounds like that's just what you experienced when you prayed to the Lord. So that's that's pretty cool. I pay attention to synchronicities like that. <laughs> and um, because I don't believe in coincidence, God is always speaking. Um, I was sharing a little bit in our breakout group with Judith and Soul about how I first became aware of the word attachment. Um I personally, I like the way that this is being presented because um, I guess I first became aware of what attachment was when we adopted our little girls. Um, They were three and four years old and they ended up both being diagnosed with attachment disorders, um, one more severe than the other. And we took them to attachment theory, I mean, therapy in the hopes of repatterning some attachment that they didn't get with their birth mother. And so I became, I learned a little bit about attachment theory and how we were trying to repattern the brain so that they could connect and be, have a healthy attachment with myself and my husband. Um, in one of the girls, it was fairly effective. And, and, and our youngest daughter, it just, I don't know that she was able to receive it. And so it wasn't as effective, the therapy. But so that being what it was, fast forward about 12 years or so. And then I'm looking at my own self and my own disrupted attachment with my birth mom and learning how I am from my family of origin, um, which says what gets in the way of an experience of attunement with God for you. Well, honestly, it's, you know, we, I think we've all heard that our relationship with our father often impacts our relationship with father God, or, you know, or the relationships that we had in our family from family of origin work affects how we relate to God. And 
I could be the first and would be the first to say, yes, I absolutely believe that, but that, that pertains to that other person <laughs> over there. And in more recent times, I've realized, oh no, it's affected me. And so I'm going back and I'm, I've been doing the work for the last several years on, um, on attachment and on these steps that he is taking us through in this book. And the number one, that God sees me. And number two, God hears me. I, those are core needs that every single one of us human beings have. We need to be seen. We need to be heard. Um, we need to know that we matter. And, um, you know, it gets a little bit, more challenging when we don't have that in our family of origin to receive that from God and to know that. I mean, I can read about it. I understand it intellectually, but the experience of it is harder. I could agree with it all day long, but then actually receiving it has been a challenge, but I've been really grateful that the Holy Spirit is so kind and so gentle and not, and just taking me step by step through the healing process um, instead of doing it all at once, like I asked him to. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's just, there's so much to it. I mentioned to Judith that some of the language in here, sometimes the word, just the word attachment can be a trigger for me. Because all of a sudden I'm thinking about all the things that that that, that means. Um, but I love this. And I think at the first, the idea, I think in our first session when we were doing this book, the idea that God is glad to be with me is still fairly new. Um, in this particular chapter, it goes back at, in how we attune to God and it talks about validation and how important that is and that God is validating um, our experiences. And that's something I did not receive at all, probably in my family of origin. So this is, this is really new. The idea that God is glad to be with me um, is still, it's still new because I thought for the longest time, no, you know, I'm a sinner he begrudgingly loves me. Um, he's not really glad to be with me, but he's like, okay, yeah, okay, you're, you can come in. <laughs> and that has to do with a lot of um, hmm, misinterpreted scripture and that sort of thing. So this is helpful to me. And it tells me the process. I love the brain. In this book, he talks about the different parts of the brain that this process is um, involved in. And I like that because I'm kind of like the, I like to know the actual parts of the brain and how it actually functions. I like the science part of it um, because it makes sense to me and making sense to me is important. But um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where I, where I am with it. Still have a lot of work to do. Uh, one thing that did remind me of faith walking in here is when he is talking, when the authors, it's not one single author, but when the authors are talking about 
um, step two and that attunement, synchronizing our brain with God, talks about how we're writing it. And they, they say we want to get in the habit of writing down these thoughts that seem unusual or even irrelevant because sometimes those thoughts can be helpful in bringing to the surface something that needs resolution. In other words, there can be lies or vows embedded in these thoughts that were developed as a way of coping with our pain. And I thought, yes, there you go. And that's, it reminded me of how no matter how long we've been on our faith walking journey, um, the Holy Spirit has a way of bringing something new to the surface that we were completely unaware of before. Yeah, thank you very much, Trisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like your connection with the thinking, the, uh, the vows, the meanings. Yeah. Excellent. So, so I love to give you an opportunity to, to tell us what, how, how do you see this or how is this for you? Well, I'll just tell you kind of what came to me because obviously this is my first experience with this particular topic and I don't yet have the book. And so, but, but the, this whole thing of thinking about attunement with God, um, I've been just focusing on the Psalms a lot lately. And we've been, we've been, our sermons have been on the Psalms the last few weeks in our church. And um, so like the last two weeks were, Tasting and seeing that the Lord is good after God. And those, those um, to me, reflect a depth, which you see so much in the Psalms, uh, a depth of experience of God, of, of what seems to me to be attunement with God, um, that um, I look at that and I go, I think I experienced that to some degree, but there's more. And uh, I know there's more uh, because because uh, when I hear things like tasting and seeing that the Lord is good and hungering and thirsting after God, I, I see that I'm not quite there um, in, in my experience. Uh, I, I'm there in my theology, uh, but not necessarily my experience. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of longing to grow in that. And um, I am thankful that I that I do have experience of attunement with God. I was sharing with Trish and Judith that you know in my uh, the illness that I've gone through, the, the the serious health problems I've gone through this the last few months, um, I you know I I all through it just still felt a confidence in God and a joy in Him, and uh, n- none of that has you know I've had to deal with that, but but none of that has pulled me down. And I think that that has to do with the degree of attunement with God, and um, 
and it's just hit by his grace and his blessing. Thank you so totally. I I believe that uh, moments of of pain and need are also uh, amplifiers in a way to this. But um, I appreciate uh, all of your comments, and I like. I just highlight that, and, and we will finish. I, I like what you say. I, I think I have experiences like that. Maybe not all of it. I don't get it all the all the way. You know, it's not exactly like that. But if if you are here. <laughs> And I will say, if you are listening to these kinds of conversations, I have to, to believe that you, you have those experiences. And sometimes just looking into them. I, I can look at experiences like that. I didn't make sense before even being fully aware of, of, of you know, this is happening with God. And uh, as Trish mentioned, I can see also the moments in which that human attachment that somehow was a little bit effective or very defective at some points with me have been the areas where, uh, in a way, God has been more patient with me to allow, uh, wait for me to, to, to open my heart to receive. This is hard. I like what you say. Sometimes I was not able to receive it. And it's not because I didn't like God or I was thrown in a tantrum. It was a matter not of of resistance, but of capacity. And uh, somehow it is the, the capacity of this experiential intimacy with God that creates that uh, man after my own heart, right? It talks about David who is writing this stuff and is not afraid to, you know, to express such a way. So thank you for your time. We will continue next time. For now, as we often uh, always do. Let's uh, share this blessing for each other. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I'm gonna look twice at you Till I see the Christ in you Till I'm looking through the eyes of love Till I'm looking through the eyes of love